Now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios. All right, 536. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We are less than an hour away from Waco High and Colleen here at Waco ISD Stadium. And, again, we'll have the broadcast for you right here on ESPN Central Texas and on our sister station, uh, Fox Sports Central Texas at 6 o'clock. It'll be the Cowboys and Tampa Bay. We uh, we welcome into the program from RedRaiderSports.com, Brandon Salise. Brandon, good afternoon. Appreciate your time today. Thank you for having me. Talk a little bit about uh, Tyler Shuck and his and his first start. What were your impressions of uh, of, uh, of Tyler? 17 to 24, 231, and more importantly, uh, no interceptions. Yeah, no interceptions and got it done on the ground game. Uh, juked out some defenders to get in the end zone there and just really rallied back. I mean, they basically go a whole quarter without seeing the ball. The defense really struggled to begin with. Everybody saw that, dug themselves a hole. And then the offense kind of gets rolling, you know, and you kind of get it back to a game. Your defense makes a play and it's tied, and then you finally get able, you're finally able just to kind of keep rolling. And they don't let them score the rest of the second half, or you know, and hold them to 45 yards, 42 yards, whatever that was. And um, you know, and then the transfer quarterback just settles in, trusts his guys, and uh, his receivers made some plays for him too. And then uh, adding in Taz Brooks uh, after Sir Roderick Thompson being out as the projected starter, kind of going by committee there. But I think Tyler really just kind of rallied the guys together and really uh, showed why he was voted a team captain coming in late and why he's the starting quarterback. With this defense being able to do what they did in the second half, does it feel like that they're starting to get the concept of what they're trying to accomplish defensively? I know it's got a long way to go, Brandon, but at least it looked like late in the ball game they were not lost as we've seen them before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And Colin Schooler, we met with him this week. He he made a good statement. He said they didn't change anything uh, schematically uh, out of the locker room. There wasn't a huge speech from the from the coaches. Besides, you just need to execute. And he said that's exactly what the only change they made was they were executing. They were they weren't missing assignments. They felt like in the first half they just weren't executing and they just really weren't uh, kind of just I guess maybe being where they needed to be at times, be a step off or whatever that may be. But uh, nothing changed schematically, and I think that just kind of gives you a little hope for the future with with uh, with these guys, and kind of shows the maturity and the experience they have, just to come out and say, you know, we just didn't execute, we uh, we didn't change anything, coaches didn't change anything, we just needed to make plays, and we saw them make those plays. So um, I think going forward, you really needed a win like this, and the next two should be, you know, some uh, pretty easy home games, uh, a lesser caliber opponent, and then you open up with with Texas, which is going to be really exciting. You mentioned it, and I wanted to bring that up a little bit. Uh, you know, all summer, all fall, uh, Coach Wells has really, you know, been catching a lot of grief, and, and, and probably rightfully so. So d- does did, did the community kind of take a deep breath, maybe a step back after that nice win over Houston? For sure. I can tell you one thing. Our message board on Red Raider Sports uh, has been uh, pretty much pretty happy, and usually uh, that first half was really rough for everybody. And then, uh, you know, they kind of rallied there. And then now it's kind of, like you said, it's kind of like a like you catch your breath a little bit and say, okay, they can come back in the second half. They can make those plays if they need to. You know, last year you saw they lost to Texas in a wild one that you should have won at home. And um, you, you were able to come back. And usually the old Texas Tech, as a lot of people said this week, uh, they wouldn't have come back. They probably would have folded, you know. And uh, that that's just a, a step forward for this coaching staff and for this team 
just to be able to show that they, they have some fight and they can actually, you know, go out there and, and shut people down. Uh, and obviously only week one this early, like y'all mentioned, but uh, nonetheless, the the uh, community around Lubbock is really, really happy for that win. Actually, you know, we're looking forward to having DJ Diesel, which is Shaq, out on Saturday. He's going to be performing a little tailgate set, so um, it's going to be pretty wild here at the first home game, at least, and uh, Pac Jones, 18th Stadium again. So everybody's really uh, – really behind this team now and you know we'll see once the conference play once once it really does come down to it uh, see who's there to, to support at the end brandon when you look at the offense still pretty pedestrian even though there's 38 points as far as the stats go only 376 total yards of offense for an offense that you're used to seeing much more for but the concerning thing that third down efficiency only four of ten on third downs that has to get better for this offense to get where it wants to be doesn't it no, oh, yeah, for sure. You know, and uh, I think I think a lot of people going into the season, you know, we're talking so much about this defense. We showed that first half just how bad uh, how bad things were, and at some points, you know, people were actually saying, "Oh, it's going to be typical Texas Tech," and um, the offense just really wasn't hidden, and it felt like you kind of just picked up from where where you were where you were the past two years, and uh, in that you know display of the first half. And then I think they really do kind of want to rely on that defense still, though, just because of that. They just want to put together, you know, two full halves of what we saw that second half, obviously. And if they're able to do that, they don't feel the need that they really need to go out there and score as many points. Uh, When it comes to third downs, though, I know they do want to keep the ball, obviously, out of the opponent's hands. And they really want to use that running back room because Cumbie came in here and he's told us, I think David Yost might have said the same thing, you know, when when they arrived in Lubbock. They're gonna, you know, they're gonna air the ball out when they need to. They will, and when they want to, but they also do want to control the clock and kind of use that in their play and run the, you know, run the ball very well and get those uh, third downs. So I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, they would definitely hit that this week and probably, you know, the goal is to, you know, convert some of those third downs coming up this Saturday and getting a positive number on the, on the other end of things once things are said and done after this uh, week two game. Brandon, you mentioned the schedule, and we we talked about the Tech schedule earlier in the program. You got three winnable non-conference games to start the season, but then the the schedule makers didn't do you any favor when you uh, open uh, conference play with two road games in in two tough places to go play. Yeah, for sure, and then that bye week doesn't come for a good minute, I believe. And, you know, around here everybody talks about, you know, bringing in, you know, Oklahoma because we don't have Oklahoma and Texas uh, at home, in general speaking, the same year. And just knowing what's going on with realignment, you know, you really want to go out and see those teams, and uh, you know, it's going to be hostile in in Austin. That's that's definitely going to be on the on the table, and I think that's going to say a lot about this team. If they can come out with a win there, I think the goal here, obviously, is go through, you know, and then you're just three wins away from being at least bowl eligible, which is what a lot of people are just asking for around here. If you can go out and get a win in Austin, you're setting yourself up pretty pretty nicely. And just kind of seeing around the league, you know, the Iowa State's uh, struggling with some teams. And, you know, this, you see Kansas State, do they, they get a comfortable win. Kansas barely squeaks by. Uh, you, you're trying to see if this is just like week one, everybody's kind of getting adjusted, or are you actually going to have a shot at, at making a little run here? And I think, you know, two road games to start conference is going to be pretty, uh, pretty crucial to see this uh, offense really start to click uh, early. What's it going to take to save Matt Wells in Lubbock? Is it going to take getting to a bowl game, or is anything less going to keep him there? Yeah, I think I think they're seeing you know the turnaround. I think what Matt Wells is, and you know, I'm not obviously working with Kirby Hoka and all this, and you know, seeing what they're talking about goal wise. But you know, you keep Cliff Kingsbury here six years, and 
you know, you make a couple of bowl games. You don't win either of them. Uh, I think he won his first one, and then after that, he lost the, the next two. And, you know, he was always uh, flirting with 6-6, six and 7-5. Six, you know, I think Matt Wells will be safe this year for 7-5 uh, and five record, 6-6 six and six probably. Uh, make it a little better, get that bowl win, you know. I think he'll be uh, pretty safe if he gets at least to that um, to that mark and just kind of give us a sign that, you know, th- things are turning around here. SF8's coming into town this weekend. What are you guys working on uh, on the on the site, RedRaidersSports.com? Oh, we have a lot of uh, a lot of insight. We, we one of the things we love to do is uh, reach out to fellow beat writers and reporters, and you know, get their word on the on the team that they cover. So SFA was on tap this week. Uh, we have our staff predictions; those are always a big hit here, and just uh, you know, a lot of game day features with this. Uh, you know, back to full capacity here in Lubbock and all the pregame stuff and. You know, starting to get all that stuff rolling out, so it's it's a it's a it's been fun so far. Still getting in the groove of things, but it's been it's been a lot of fun. Hey, uh, Brandon, we uh, we do appreciate your time. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. You too. Thank you. Have a great day. That is uh, Brandon Salise with RedRaiderSports.com. All right, Ward, uh, you're you're a Red Raider. 